0: Not the Hudaicus anymore. Now we got the Bring the Wood podcast. My boy JD ain't going to be here today, but I got Nader Murphick of Sports Overtime joining us. and We're going to talk some Saints leading up into this game uh, versus Tampa Bay this week. This is maybe the most exciting divisional round playoff game we've ever experienced as Saints fans. So uh let's get that 11th playoff victory uh, on this Sunday. But Nader and I are going to chat about the game in just a minute. We'll be right back. All right, all right, all right. Welcome to the Bring the Wood podcast. Yeah, we changed the name, Nader. I'll tell you about that in a second. I got Nader Murphic with me right now from Sports Overtime. What up, Nader?
1: What's up, man? How are you?
0: Excited, nervous. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like all of them. Like it, it's like. So when I got married, right? Like I was pumped. Like I knew she was gonna say yes, so I was good. <laughs> you know you what sure? I mean? You sure, you sure I was, she was oh shirt, you say yes? That or she's gonna disappear. One or two. So I'm just saying. So I, I knew I was getting a yes, but like you still got the bubble guts. You got people out there watching, and you just you just gotta show up and do what you gotta do. You know what I mean? I gotta get my vows right. I gotta make sure not to trip, not say something stupid. You know what I mean? And that's how I'm feeling today. Uh, like leading up to this Sunday game with with the Bucks, and that's what we're gonna talk about most of the time. But I'm feeling like you look at our roster top to bottom there's not many positions where Tampa Bay has an advantage like across the board across the board I'm not talking about our linebackers versus their linebackers I'm talking about our linebackers versus their tight ends I'm talking about our corners versus their wide receivers etc 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 you've got a quarterback that is dependent and I'm jumping right in sorry, man, but you got a quarterback Tom Brady that is completely dependent on being comfortable in the pocket he doesn't have the ability to really roll out or move that's never been his game and now they're down another guard this time when they play us. It's not Marpet this time, it's Kappa. And Donovan Smith, he has been playing well of late. I'm sorry, you're not going to convince me that he's going to be able to hold up, even if it's just Davenport. Where is he? He might show up that game. Um, and, and, and in the last game against Tampa, be it as it may, Marcus Davenport played well. That's the funny thing. So, like, I watched over that game. He had a he had a deflected pass. The David Onyemata uh, interception. That's all because of Davenport. Davenport bull rushed the uh, the tackle. Got his hands up. Ball deflects. Hits Cam Jordan. Ends up in Onyemata's lap. Mm-hmm. So, uh, what I, what I'm trying to say is, this game really is simplistic. The Saints have to do what they've been doing for 17 games this year, and that is getting pressure with the defensive line and getting it in opportune times. Sorry about that bell there for a second. But there's got to be an opportunity for our edge guys to make sure and put pressure on their tackles. And then David Onyemata, Sheldon Rankins, even when we kick Cam inside, Malcolm Brown, all those guys got to get pressure in Tom's face and make him uncomfortable. Because when he does that, he chucks the ball up.
1: Yeah. And I mean, and
0: a, Yeah, go ahead.
1: No, I was going to say, I, I, I agree. And looking at this matchup, man, like you said, the defensive line is going to, um, it, the outcome of this game is going to be based on the defensive line. Mm-hmm. When you look at when you look at the Bucks, they do have Donovan, Donovan Smith. They do have Tristan Wirfs. So, and then also too, what a lot of people are forgetting is they're on their practice squad guard because their their uh, first guard, their starting guard, he actually was out. He I think he got hurt in Week Nine against the Saints, and then he's out for the season. So their backup comes in. He plays very well, but he has a fractured ankle going into this week's game. So he's out for the season. Yeah. So now that so now the Bucks are on their third guard, their practice squad guard. So can you imagine if you are a guy like David Anyamada or Sheldon Rankins or just even that anybody on that D-line Cam, uh, Davenport or even Trey Hendrickson, you're like, man, we've dominated these dudes without these players. Can you imagine? I mean, with these players, can you imagine dominating them without these players and a practice squad guard? Like, mm-hmm. it's it, it kind of it reminds me of the Broncos game where it's like, oh, we got a practice squad quarterback coming in. The Saints were just amped up and ready because they knew what they were going up against mm-hmm. and they know that they could dominate him. So I feel like on defense, I feel like the, it's going to be the same thing in the sense that they know what they they're going up against. They know that if they get pressure on Brady – They know that he's going to make some mistakes. You know, Marcus Williams has intercepted him twice this year. He has been sacked four times against the Saints, and he's thrown five interceptions against the Saints. Mm -hmm. So that's huge, knowing that, hey, this guy who is Tom Brady, who everybody calls the GOAT, is susceptible in throwing picks and, and doing these types of things against the Saints' defense. Because if you look at it, every other team that Tom Brady has played, he's had over a 90 uh, overall. He's been like 90 overall. But when he plays the Saints, he's in his, you know. Yes, yeah, passer
0: rating struggles, that's for sure.
1: Yeah, his passer rating is very low. So, again, man, I, I, I do like our chances going into this game as far as the defense is concerned. I think the defense is way better compared to other years. They have it. They have what it takes to get to the Super Bowl and win the Super Bowl. When you look at the matchups, you look at um, you look at Malcolm Jenkins covering Gronkowski. I think that bodes well for us. Gronkowski hasn't been the same type of player that he was when he was with the Patriots. When you look at Lattimore and Jenkins, uh, I mean, uh, yeah, Lattimore and Jenkins. You look at Lattimore always locking up Mike Evans. That's mm-hmm. been uh, one of his favorite things to do.
0: Yeah, and, and you look
1: at Jenkins, Jenkins going against A-B. Mm-hmm. Like That's that's going to be the matchup that I, I really want to see going into this game. But you also have Chauncey Garner-Johnson going against <laughs> <the guy laughs>
0: oh, we'll talk. We'll talk about Deuce Deuce. We'll talk about Deuce <laughs> in a second. Um, that seems to be the talking point for the entire world right now, which I'm going to tell you right now, I'm so, so excited that this boy is getting all the rep he's getting right now because it's taking all the attention off the rest of the guys. You know what I mean? Marcus Davenport... Like, he should go buy Trey Hendrickson a car, Bruce Arians a car, CD a car. All the guys that have taken the attention off of Marcus Davenport for having such a a mediocre showing this year as a pass rusher, he should just think. Um, I agree. uh,
1: And and Ryan, just so you know, um, it just was reported four minutes ago by Nick Underhill that Trey Hendrickson did practice
0: today. Yeah, I I saw that. I saw that. And so did Traquan Smith. And uh, I think Traquan Smith is a huge addition. Huge, huge, huge. But we'll get we'll get into that. We'll get into the offense in a second. Um, when I rewatched the game, I watched it a bunch of times, and I was looking at some of the things that the Saints did. The Saints got the ball in positive field position quite often because the defense was able to get off the field, or they they, they forced Tom Brady into the, some loss of yardage situations, or you know what I mean. And when when Tom takes these shots deep, this is the one thing that people aren't really talking about against bad teams, uh, especially when Tampa Bay is able to run the ball quite a bit. Tampa Bay goes play action. Tom throws that deep ball, but that deep ball is not a ball that's on a rope like uh, Josh Allen or uh, or uh, Patrick Mahomes. Even Lamar Jackson, he throws that on a rope. It, the ball the ball stays in the air. Now, the one thing that we can say about Janoris Jenkins and Marshawn Lattimore, they both have excellent speed, mm-hmm. um, the ability to to recover. You saw it in that first, in that second game when Ab ran a little bit of a a little bit of a post route when they were when they were backed up in their in the, in their own end zone area. And you saw Janoris just get right back under it and make a play on the ball. I'm guaranteeing it. Like, I don't do this very often because you look stupid if you're wrong. I'm guaranteeing you Janoris Jenkins gets a pick this game. I'm guaranteeing wow. it. You lock Thanks. it up. Like, I'm telling you right now, like everybody's talking about Marshawn Lattimore playing elite football the last five weeks. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. But you know what happens when one corner is playing elite? That means the other corner gets attention. And that means the other guy is getting peppered. Do you know the catches that he's allowing? You know what the percentage, like I look at the analytics, you know what the percentage of those catches are to be caught? They're sub 40%. Sub 40. So the catches that are being caught on Janoris Jenkins are averaging out at sub 40% over the last five weeks. That means boys are making catches that are like, he's got a hand in there, their body's contorted, it's a low percentage. Like he is there and he's jumped, I think, three passes in the last five weeks. That they would have been, they would have been house calls. Yeah. Like they hit him he, right in. The, he had and
1: he had a he had a house call. Uh, well, he had an interception against him in week one. So. Yeah,
0: that's my favorite moment of the year. That was yeah. oh, I ran in the ends. I ran in the end zone with him. My wife thought I was crazy. She's like, you need to sit your. I was like, I don't need to sit nothing. I'm gonna keep on cheering. Um,
1: but yeah, man, he definitely if he can if he can provide an interception this week to that defense, man, that's gonna be awesome.
0: Another part of that defense that I want to talk about is Marcus Williams Uh, He had one bad play kind of shaking the rust off on that drop touchdown by uh, Javon Wims where he kind of bit early And and didn't couldn't get back in time Um, the rest of the game You didn't hear his name because he played good football. He was sound. He was in the right place Uh, He left the Saints when he got injured knocking McCool Hardman into another city and the week before, and the week before that, hitting Calvin Ridley so hard that Brian Hill started talking about C.D. Deuce the other day. That's that's how hard he hit Calvin Ridley on the sideline the week before. So I'm saying Marcus Williams is playing elite football now, and he's got his head around Dennis Allen's using him in the right way. And Marcus Williams tends to actually play really well against Tampa Bay. He's got a couple picks against Tampa Bay in the last couple games that we played them. So I'm excited that our secondary is actually going to be one of those secondaries where we're not worried about the fact that their strength is Mike Evans, Godwin, and Antonio Brown. We have a strength to match with that. And I would argue with you, Antonio Brown's not the same Antonio Brown he was when he came down to New Orleans in 2018 with Pittsburgh. That's not the same guy. Right. He's a different guy. Is he still talented? Yeah, he's talented. But guess what? Father time don't wait for nobody. And he's a little bit slower. He's not that same guy. So, like, can he make a play every now and again? For sure. Des Bryant's out there making plays still. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, so I don't want to hear this, like, oh, Antonio Brown's elite. Like, don't get caught up in the 2018 Madden create a dynasty, you know, wide receiver guy, because that's not the same thing. You got to go out and play the game. So um, I really like where our secondary looks. If I have any fear on our defense, this is where it is. And you can tell me if you agree or disagree. Okay. Our linebacking core is good against the run. I am far far from the truth would I ever disrespect the Mario Davis. I think he's our defensive MVP, but we are struggling in play action now that quan has gone. Anything with the tight ends, we are struggling in play action. So one of two things has to happen. That pressure has to maintain the entire game. We can't let those tight ends get loose because Cameron Brait, he plays a very special role for them. Nobody talks about Cameron Brait. He makes a lot of chain moving catches and he does a lot of big things for them in the passing game. Alex Anzalone can ne- not be deficient in the pass game, this game. He's got to be alert. I know he's a little bit slow to process and he's not the fastest guy in the world. He cannot be deficient in the pass game. He's always good in the run game, but he cannot be deficient in the pass game. Do you agree with me?
1: Yeah, I definitely agree with that notion. Yeah, um, and, and, and you know, the thing is, is that with Anzalone, like you said, he plays the run very, very well, but again, um, he's not the guy who is going to be out there covering a tight end up the field like how Kwon or mm-hmm. would be. So I like his chances, though, this week, because they're probably going to put Malcolm Jenkins more on Gronkowski. Yeah, he might have to go out with Cameron Brayton a few times, but... I think he should be able to hold his own. And again, if that defensive line is getting that pressure on Brady, he's not gonna he's not gonna be able to get the ball to those players anyway. So mm-hmm. It just works. It just works for. It just works in the Saints' advantage.
0: Yeah. So let's get to the man of the hour. Yep. Number twenty-two, C. D. Deuce. Deuce. So everybody's talking about this man getting punched in the head and getting in people's heads and like I. We all we're all speculating on what this guy's saying to these grown ass men that's making them punch him in a helmet. It's like it's it's actually gonna it's it's kind of crazy that you can make a man lose his temper that bad that he gonna swing and hit you in the helmet and hurt his hand. You know what I mean? Like it just it just doesn't make no sense. But um people are forgetting the fact he's playing good football. You know, he came back from COVID and he looked a little slow at first and then kind of got that pep back up. And before he went on that COVID list, Dennis Allen was starting to use him kind of in that uh, that Roman Harper rule. You know what I mean? Where right. he kind of, where he'd start off behind the linebackers, and then you'd see you'd see him delay, and then he'd be blitzing. And when he was coming off the edge, he got his first sack this year. He he looked good. He looked good doing it. He's an aggressive guy. He likes the, he, listen. He wants all that smoke, as you can see. Right. So I think I think with a an immobile quarterback like Tom Brady, I, I think that this is going to be a big a pretty big game for C D. I think we're going to use him in that in that facet and have him blitzing. And we're going to go to a couple zone concepts where, you know, we leave a Godwin open for the first little bit with a linebacker right there. But I, I don't know. Call me crazy. I think it, it sounds crazy to say because you're like, you're going to leave Godwin open for a second. But I don't know if Brady's get, going to be able to see the blitz coming.
1: I think, and, you know, you made your prediction earlier with Janoris Jenkins. I think that Chauncey Gardner johnson is going to have at least two sacks in this game. Oof. Yeah. And yeah. when you look at it, you know, him and Brady got into it week one mm-hmm. when Brady cursed him out and yeah. you know, called him a little B word and, yeah. and told him F you and stuff like that. So I just feel like he has that on his mind in the sense that, all right, Tom Brady, I'm provoking Tom Brady and he's talking back to me. I think that just gets him hyped up. Mm-hmm. And I just feel that with him, I think. He's going to play very well. He's going to have two sacks. He's going to um, – he is going to come off the line blitzing a lot, but he is able to cover Godwin if that needs beat. Yeah. I think that – I think that with that being said, um, you know, you got to look at the matchup overall, man. Like, you, you got Lattimore who just hates Mike Evans. You got Chauncey Gardner Johnson, who just seems like he just hates everybody. Right? <laughs> and then, and then you got Janoris Jenkins, who is willing to fight for his teammate, as we saw in yep. Chicago when that, mm-hmm. when that whole situation happened with with uh, with the Whims. receiver yeah. with Williams. But I just feel as though those guys are playing very, very well, but they also got so much swag. Mm-hmm. to where it's like it doesn't matter who we go up against. It doesn't matter if we go up against Brady, uh, Rogers, whoever. Man, we got so much swag on this defense that we're coming for you, we're going to get to you, and we're going to create turnovers, and we're going to talk mad shit to you while doing getting-
0: it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I <laughs> was actually, I was, when I was talking to Nick, uh, I was talking to Nick and I was talking to Elias. I talked on both the podcasts with both those guys, and I brought up the fact that, I think Malcolm Jenkins is our is one of our defensive MVPs this year for the simple fact that this Malcolm Jenkins has brought in a a different mentality like Malcolm Jenkins is a dog and like it's not only that he's an old dog you know what I mean like he's unwilling he's unwilling yeah he's unwilling to die though and to be unwilling to die and play a young man's game you got to have a sense of dog in you that's just like it, it it is it outmatches a lot of the guys in that middle periphery you know what I'm saying and i think that malcolm jenkins has taken a different level of swag to that to that defensive back room so you see marcus williams playing with a little bit more of a chip and he only missed two tackles all season you see Marshawn Lattimore not talking you know what i mean that's one thing i like about Marshawn Lattimore this year he wasn't playing great but you never saw him talk when he was playing good or when he was playing bad he shut up and that's what he had to do because he was doing a lot of talking when he wasn't playing well last year You know what I'm saying? So I I think that Malcolm Jenkins is starting to infuse into these guys' brains, being like, listen, go out there, and then you talk your stuff after you've won. You know what I mean?
1: And that's why why Sean Payton brought him back, because he brought that veteran leadership. You know, that was one thing that Sean Payton said when he left to go to Philadelphia. That was one of his biggest regrets is that he let him go Mm -hmm. to Philly, and obviously he won a Super Bowl with Philly. But he brings that veteran leadership he's helped marcus williams tremendously like mm-hmm. especially with the tackling issue he's helped him tremendously he's helped the just the db room and you know moving forward you know going into this game on sunday him being out there and being able to call plays or, or call you know or put players in the right positions is huge for the saints mm-hmm. you know i and, agree and he's, and he's seen and he's seen the patriots in the super bowl before you know, where he where they won and when he was with the Eagles and he played against Tom. He played against Gronkowski. He knows the tendencies of Gronkowski. He played them twice this year and they won and he knows the tendencies of Gronkowski and, and Brady. So mm-hmm. and he knows where to tell Williams, Okay, look, play off a little bit or play, you know, roam around here or they're gonna throw here. So I do like the veteran leadership. I think if we would have went into the season with Von Bell, Marcus Williams again, we would had that. Mm-hmm. And so um, he's going to he's going to bring a lot to this team moving forward in the playoffs.
0: I couldn't agree more. Um, OK, so let's flip the field here. Let's talk about the offense for a second. Yep. Um, looking at the offense, they're talking about leadership. Let's look at Drew. Uh, I voted Drew as the most valuable Saint this year for the season, not for his performance, not for his statistics, but for the fact that in the offseason, there was that, you know, the racial divide with, you know, the, the American people basically in a civil war based on race. And Drew had his, you know, his flag remarks and the Yahoo finance guy, if that guy tripped and fell and never got up, that's, that's on me. I'm okay with that. Um, the stupid ass question in the interview just really irritated me, but, uh, Drew was able to come back from that situation with Malcolm. You know what I mean? Like harsh words were said, people felt divided. You had saints fans out there, you know, know. telling Drew to retire or quit. And just like Drew was able to kind of internalize all that stuff and look at his guys as leaders. As a leader, sorry, and say, hey, listen, I'm with you guys. Like, you know, what I mean, like you guys are my brothers. I'm going to I'm literally going to play with broken ribs and a punctured lung to make sure that we can go. And I think like you look at that Al Pacino speech in any given Sunday and I don't care how how corny you think it is or whatever. That is the best speech in any sports movie in all time and i feel like drew gives those guys that kind those kind of you know what i mean those kind of goosebumps and it doesn't matter how old or how young you are you know that this guy re- really is going to go to the end you know of everything he's got and then and then some in order to help you guys win a game like drew is not going to lay down he's not going to go down when he's hurt he's gonna he's gonna keep popping back up and he's gonna try to make the play for you and sometimes he fails we've all seen it we've all seen the drew Brees interception where we're all like drew no but you damn well know That's not coming from laziness or being unprepared. That's just no. that's just a human element. People make sure. listen. Quarterbacks throw interceptions. That's just what happens. Quarterbacks make interceptions. Or sorry, Craig.
1: No, yeah. man, no, definitely things happen, and you know a lot of people expect him to be this guy where he's gonna come in and throw fifty touchdowns and five thousand yards every <laughs> year. I mean, he's had that time. That moment has passed. Mm-hmm. And when you look at it, like you said it in what you just said. Um, in the beginning of the season, when they had that whole mishap with him and his comments and, and him and Malcolm Jenkins coming out and going off, I think that made the team stronger. A hundred percent. I think that made the team stronger when you look at it, because he got to realize how black his, his black athletes and the, his black teammates um, really feel. Mm -hmm. And he's never dived into that before, even being on his team for this long and being in the city. Like New Orleans, he didn't dive into it. He was stuck in his ways And so with him saying those comments it opened up his perspective, which was good because Everybody needs to open up their perspectives Because a lot of people are set in their own ways and they don't want to hear Oh, I don't want to hear what they got to say or I don't want to hear what this person has to say I I, this is it. This is my way and it's my way or the highway. So Mm -hmm. um, I think it made the team stronger I think it's it, – and as you can see, man, their camaraderie with the team, them in the locker room after the game, dancing and wilding out and having fun. <laughs> you know, Yo,
0: Drew you doing the gritty. <laughs> oh, man, Drew doing the gritty. I, I know he learned that from his kids, which they were on TV doing the gritty. I saw that. I saw that.
1: But, um, just seeing it, man, just seeing him and just embracing it. Taking it knowing he messed up with the comments, but embracing it and trying to get better. And you know, a lot of people in the beginning were like, Oh, it's not genuine. He's just trying to make up for it. Everybody makes mistakes. Mm-hmm. Everybody makes mistakes. You know, I've been on record where I've made mistakes in the past, you know, of saying a few, a few things here and there, and I regretted it, but hey, listen, I learned from it, I moved on from it, I tried to get better from it, and it's made me a better person, and I kind of feel that's the same thing with him. It's made him a better person, it's made him a better teammate, it's made him a, a better father, and hey, if that's what it is, and that's what you had to go through to get better, then hey, that's what had to, had to happen, and it was meant to happen. I think a lot of people forget, like, oh, well, if he wouldn't have said that, but listen, it was, it was meant for him to say that so he can open his eyes and have a different perspective so
0: and he could grow from it that's that's the biggest thing right grow from it. And, that's, yeah. and that's
1: the big thing man you know a lot of people try to hold a lot of things against people and say oh well you said this or you said that or debris said this listen man we're all humans we all mess up but and you can't show me a person that's perfect that never said anything bad that ne- you know so it just it's life that's yep. life that's the journey of life and You know, you just got to keep moving. But I think it made the team stronger. I think – and you can see, man, when he came back against the Chiefs, you know, he wasn't ready. He just wanted (laughs) to come out and go against Mahomes. Yeah. But him, every single week, he's starting to put it together, put it together, put it together. And what you're realizing is we as Saints fans and as people that cover the Saints – we don't need Drew Brees to go out there and throw for 5,000 yards in a season anymore. We don't need him to, you know, light it up with five touchdowns. Hey, 300-yard game, two touchdowns, and two touchdowns on the ground from Kamara Murray, that mm-hmm. usually gets the job done. So, again, it comes with him getting older, and him his birthday's on Friday where he's going to be 42. 42, so, yeah. Yeah, so... It, it, it you know it, it's it comes to a point where it's like all right you know his time's about to be up but if we can get him with the second super bowl oh at the end of this season and that's what's up right off with a second super bowl championship with all the records that he has under Oh, one, one one
0: more than aaron Rodgers. yep yep that's that, what's that, up
1: that would be the ultimate goal and honestly man I, I honestly think that if they can get past tampa bay which i think they will the sky's the limit,
0: man. I agree. I agree. And, you know, there, there's one thing that you said there is, like, people do make mistakes. People grow. And I we're going to talk about the growth and the mistakes that we've made in the last five weeks and how that's got exponentially better. Um, let's let's talk about Jared Cook for one second. Jared Cook has put himself in a spot weekly where people scratch their heads at a play that Jared Cook makes. And then people in the same breath have said, Wow. Nice play, Jared Cook. You know what I'm saying? Right. So Jared Cook drops a pass across the middle. Jared Cook drops a touchdown. But then Jared Cook makes a catch that I would say 25% of tight ends can make in the NFL when he picks it up off the turf, essentially, and then rolls and tries to keep on rolling with his big six foot five self for a first down. There's just been so many plays in that Tampa game. Uh, the, the second one, Jared Cook catches a tough pass. You know, Devin White right on his hip. And then proceeds to fumble the ball at the one yard line. Jared Cook has been so confusing for this roster, and I think it's all coming to a head right now. And I think he's finally got it all picked up. Like in the Kansas City game, ran the wrong route. You know what I mean? In the Minnesota game, ran the wrong route. But then started making some plays. And you saw last week he had four catches, four catches, you know, forty yards.
1: And, and the reason, and the, and, and the reason why I think that that was, I feel as though when you when you're a tight end mm-hmm. and You played last year, and you came on towards the end of the year because he had, like, what, six touchdowns in the last few games? Yeah, four games. Right? So when you have that, you sit there and you think, okay, he's going to come out this year. He's going to light it up. He had six touchdowns in the last four games, and it doesn't happen. And then next thing you know, Breeze gets hurt. Mm -hmm. Well. Breeze gets hurt. That messed up the timing between him and his quarterback. Now he's trying to adjust with the timing with Taysom Hill. And as we all know, Taysom Hill timing, <laughs> working working down the timing with Taysom Hill isn't as easy as people think because you might be running a route and then you think he's gonna pass it to you and then he just takes off and runs right. Yeah. So it, it might be frustrating on his part. But you're right. A lot of people were down on him. Adam Trotman actually played better than him for, I would say, about four to five weeks in the season. He went on a roll where he was playing way better than Jared Cook.
0: I had him graded out. I had Adam Trotman graded out 10 to 8. i yeah, oh, so
1: ten sorry, 10 to, 10 to 6. Catching the yeah. balls. Like, he yeah. was. He, Trotman was definitely play, outplaying Jared Cook. But looking at Jared Cook and looking at his situation, number one. It's getting to that point where it's like, we need you to step up. He mm-hmm. has been stepping up these last couple of, you know, he has been stepping up, mm-hmm. but you also have to factor in, this is his last year of his contract with oh, the Saints. Yeah. So are the Saints going to bring him back? Probably nope. not. Nope. Because <laughs> now you have a guy like Adam Trotman who showed what he can do. He's six six. He's coming out of Dayton. He's able to make these crazy catches and he's able to block. And so... Being that the, the Saints are going to be, you know, cap strapped this off season, they're going to, they're not going to sign him back and they're going to go with Trotman because he's the cheaper choice and it gives him his opportunity to show what he can do. But going back to Cook, now is the time where you put together these last couple of games where if you do want to continue playing next year, then you have some footage where teams can look at and say, okay, he did have, you know, he didn't start off too well, but it's maybe because Drew Brees got hurt. Or it's yeah. maybe because Taysom Hill was more of a running quarterback. But when Drew Brees came back, look at him. He caught a touchdown. He did this. You know, He, he his blocking was exceptional. He ran the right route. And, hey, let's take a chance on him on a one-year deal.
0: Yeah, it's you know? possible. It's possible. He, had, and he I... has
1: something to prove. He has something to prove. And he, he wants a Super Bowl ring. He, of he, course. He wants to win that championship. So. Of course it's time to step up, man, now is the time.
0: Yeah, and and like you brought me right into my point. There's a lot of guys in this team that got something to prove. Like, I feel like the camaraderie with this team, it's top notch, like these guys are all brothers. They actually really do like each other. They're not just like reporting to work. And because they're winning, they're they're cool with each other. You know, like these guys actually like each other. But you're looking at guys that want spots on the team next year. So little Jordan Humphrey, Marquez Callaway, both of these guys are fighting every chance they get, every opportunity they get. They look to capitalize. And I believe in the last couple weeks, they haven't made any mistakes. Those two. So if they get their one little shining moment in this game, they're gonna they're gonna show out. Or at least that's what the numbers have have supported. Is that they will show out. Then you look at a guy like Traquan Smith. This, is Traquan Smith going to be a New Orleans Saint next year? We don't know. Do you know what I mean? Like, that's actually something that we have to think about. And then Jared Cook, same thing. Emmanuel Sanders, does he have – is he on a one-year deal or a two-year deal? Two-year deal. Okay, so he's got one more year to kind of – so he's kind of safe. But Deontay Harris, uh, listen, Nader, I don't know if you talked to me at the beginning of the year. I can't remember if we talked about this I because I was talking to everybody that would listen to me talk about this. But <laughs> I said that Deontay Harris – uh, Justin and I were both watching this guy's Instagram – uh, feed, And the amount of videos, the hype videos he was putting out, I watched him and Ty Montgomery in the offseason. And the videos that these guys were putting out, the routes were so clean. Like they got someone filming their feet when they were running routes at full speed. And it was just like, I was like, this guy's not just going to be a returner this year. He's going to actually, he he's going to have a point, like a focal point on our offense. I don't know when or how, but he's going to have a point where teams are going to be like, oh crap, what are we going to do? And you right. saw it, you saw it last week because Chicago was not in any, se- any any sense of the word ready for the fact that he was gonna run double moves in the middle of the field. You know what I mean? They they weren't looking at that. They weren't expecting that. And then we ran that jet sweep option where we popped it to him on a swing pass. Like there, there's so many different things that Sean's doing with this guy and his talent level. I I don't want to take the names off the back of the jerseys. Watch him run and watch Tyreek run. Just watch them run.
1: Right. I and take you know, and here's the crazy thing: like when I was on, I was on somebody's show, and I made, um, I was actually on, I would think it was Ray's Show and Lafayette, or I, I was on Sports Overtime too. And I said, you know, I'm not comparing the two, but when you look at Tyree Kill and you look at Deontay Harris, obviously, you know, uh, height wise, mm-hmm. they're similar, right? F- speed wise, obviously, Cheetah is Cheetah, right? Mm-hmm. But Deontay Harris can definitely, you know, put the Jets on. And when you look at this matchup going into this week, you know, Tampa Bay struggled against Tyreek Hill in that game. Oh, God. Don't get me wrong. They had Patrick Mahomes getting him the ball, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But he went off for three touchdowns in the game. So when you have a coach like Bruce Arians who comes out and says, yeah, I know what Mike Thomas brings. I know what Kamara brings. But the guy who scares me is Deontay Harris. Now, whether that's smokescreen or not, I don't know. But they know and they see on foot on game tape what he did last week against the Bears where he's catching a ball, and every time he catches the ball, there's yards after the catch. Eight yards here, 14 yards here, 24 yards here. So it's like he is, I think, the missing piece going into this week's game and, and hopefully next week's game because right. he can add so much – Dynamic to this offense in the sense that okay, we know you guys want to take away Mike Thomas We know you guys want to take away Kamara Well guess what if you take away Mike Thomas and you try to take away Kamara then hey We're gonna hit you with Deontay Harris or we'll switch it up. We'll hit you with Emmanuel Sanders Deontay Harris Smith, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. in the Smith So it's like it's hard for a defense to stop everybody on the Saints offense and if Drew is clicking and Drew is getting that ball out fast to these wide receivers and letting them get these yards after the catch. It's going to be a long day, regardless if the Saints play, you know, the Bucs this week, they play the Rams next week or the Packers next week. It doesn't matter. It's just too tough for a defense to stop all of those weapons.
0: I agree They They put some stresses on there. And, I, I you know, people want to compare Tyreek. Um, To nobody because they're like Tyreek's so amazing but like you have to look at the sample size Tyreek gets a lot of opportunities, right? Like Tyreek's getting seven, you know, anywhere from five to seven targets averaged uh, A game and a lot of those are deep balls if you look at the sample size for Deontay Harris It's small but every every time he's got a guy in open space. He's made that defender look stupid You know, what I mean so if you look back to the Minneapolis uh, the Minnesota game last year in the playoffs He made Harrison Smith look dumb like he crushed him and he had to wait on the football, otherwise he walks into the end zone. This year against against the Vikings, he did the same, or not the Vikings, sorry, against the Bears, he just did the same thing. You know what I mean? Like he had that guy completely turned around, but Taysom sat there, you know, having a Kit Kat and a smile and decided not to throw the ball. It, like I feel like Deontay Harris has all of the physical skills. We just got to get him the ball. And I think Sean's got to drop a play where he just says, tells Drew, hey, listen, I know it's going to hurt. You got to throw this ball out there. You know what i mean just just lead him lead him to the corner of the end zone we're gonna run we're gonna run a double move we're gonna have mike on a on a deep end. you know it's gonna hold that safety and then there's gonna be him one-on-one with either a safety or the slot corner and, and just let him go and we throw it to a space um anyways uh a couple of well, like anyways i got a couple of unsung heroes that I'm gonna talk about here. So I wanna know who your unsung heroes are after I'm talking about. But uh in this game, in this game, Michael Thomas, uh not expected to do much for us because it seems that we're clicking all over um on the offense, especially with AK. AK getting a lot of the attention being our season MVP, yada yada yada. People are like kind of forgetting about the guy who holds the record from last year in in NFL history for most receptions and Michael Thomas. And Michael Thomas looks healthy, he looked healthy last week. I have a feeling he's he hates Carlton Davis after that week one game because Carlton Davis was on Twitter and talking smack and I held Mike Mike in check and then Mike got hurt. And and Mike's a little bit off like off the rockers when you're talking about his like his personality. That drove Mike crazy. And Mike has been sitting there, like literally just like seething for like we're talking three months of anger. And I think Carlton Davis is gonna get it. I think Mike's gonna run some crisp routes and be fantastic. Also, Michael Burton. Michael Burton. Last week, just I, I get it. He's been good all year, especially in like that, that Taysom Hill, you know when Taysom's that quarterback and we're running that uh, automatic quarterback draw mm-hmm. off the right or the left side. We run Michael Burton in that kind of pre-snap jet motion and he just kind of seals off the edge. And that's been kind of what he's been doing. But Sean's now running play action out of that, which is pretty cool. I think Michael Burton has been playing really good football for us. And I like the fact that he can catch the ball and kind of get upfield. He, he like the last guy we had was Mike Carney, maybe Heath Evans oh, yeah. that could kind of do that. Cause Zach line wasn't really a, like a guy that could catch the ball. In my opinion, he was kind of kind of mud hands, but um, I'm excited to see what those two guys are. And the last thing I'll say is Latavius Murray might be out. In fact, I'm going to take a guess. I don't think Latavius Murray plays. You don't uh, think so? No, he didn't practice today. Uh, I looked at Nick's thing. He didn't practice today. And, and there is a couple of blurbs out there from, from sports writers thinking that, that that's a real injury that he's got. Um, and that would that would that would kind of hurt the Saints. But if Ty Montgomery and Dwayne Washington are both active, you listen, do you know what Sean Payton said about Dwayne Washington? I heard him say it. He said Dwayne Washington reminds me a lot of Pierre Thomas in that they can do the same thing and they've had to fight for their position. That is high praise. Sean doesn't throw names out there for nothing. Like he's not a guy that's like worried about your feelings. Sean doesn't give a damn. He's petty, he's right. mean. He's not caring about whether or not Dwayne Washington feels good about himself when he goes home because he knows Dwayne Washington's casting a check. Dwayne's a legend at the bank. He doesn't have to worry about like having good feelings with Sean Payton. You know what I mean? So right. I think that if Dwayne Washington gets his chance, it's a familiar opponent in Tampa Bay. You know he's been sitting in those running back rooms for the last couple of years. He knows what, what to expect from that defense. We could see Dwayne Washington get a couple of touches, and who knows what could happen? You get a guy that...
1: Yeah, it's always it's always the unknown. Right. Yeah. It's always the unknown. You know, I think that when you're a coach, you try to scheme and, you know, obviously you played them twice. But when you look at it schematically, you're like, OK, how can I mess them up and not show them and, you know, get them off off their game? So mm-hmm. when you put Dwayne Washington in there, it changes up a lot of things. It's like, all right, well if he's in motion or if he's out there or whatever the case may be, the Bucks haven't seen that. Mm-hmm. So that gets that defense all over the place. Like, okay, well, they got him. I don't think they're going to run with him. Maybe they just got him in just to have him in there. Mm-hmm. Or then next thing you know, he runs, uh, you know, on the right side uh, behind Ramchek, and he's gone for 20, 30 yards, you know, it just, so it's always the unknown. It's always the unknown. When, you, when you're looking at a team against, when you're looking at Saints and Tampa, they played each other twice. They're looking to uh, show, they're looking to basically put out there something that the Bucks have never seen before. And I just feel like the Saints are just going to do some crazy stuff this week in the sense that, all right, well. I know again, like they're gonna take away, they're gonna try to take away Mike, they're gonna try to take away AK. But I just feel like, honestly, I think this is gonna be a Deontay Harris game.
0: Um, I, yeah, I, I, I think, yeah, he's gonna flip the field for sure I mean, on punt returns. I, mean, I
1: can, I can, I can see him going off. Like honestly, I can see him going off for a punt return for a mm. touchdown. Mm-hmm. I think he can go off for, for a punt return for a touchdown, and just him having like another seven, eight catches in the game and. You look over at the stat line, and you see Michael Thomas, and he's got five catches, six catches, and Deontay has eight, nine catches. Like, again, if that is to happen, then that's going to show... What we can do next week in the NFC Championship game, because whether you have the Packers or the Rams, they're not going to be able to control all of these guys. We're gonna right? well, we're gonna
0: we're gonna we're gonna talk about those guys in just a second. We'll, we'll have so, a little chat about them. <laughs> yeah,
1: man. But, but you know, at the end of the day, I, I I like I like I just I don't know, man. I'm not I'm not that guy that's like super panicking like other fans and other no. people on social media. Like I really like this matchup. Mm-hmm. And me and me and one of my friends were talking, um, you know, just. On the phone, he was like, Man, the best scenario for us was not to play Seattle, for us to get Tampa Bay because we're familiar with them. We know what they like to run. We know that Evans and Lattimore um, are going to go at it.
0: And no Russ. <laughs> I would
1: rather, I would, and, 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 and number one thing, I would rather play a pocket quarter, a pocket passer. Who in the pocket, then a guy like Russell Wilson is going to be running all over the damn place. I, could,
0: I agree. I really, really do agree. Um, so I, that's one of your guys. You said Deontay Harris. Do you have another guy that's going to stand out for you as a, an unsung hero? It could be offensively or defensively. Uh, who, who,
1: defensively, like I said, man, I think Chauncey Gardner-Johnson is going to have at least two sacks in his game. Uh, if Trey Hendrickson plays, which I think he is going to play, I mm-hmm. think you could see him getting another two sacks in this game. I think one guy that really is going to be maybe the unsung hero, if Sheldon Rankins and Mata play to the level that we expect them to play, is Cam Jordan. Man, I think mm-hmm. this is going to be Cam Jordan's breakout game. Thank I God. That, <laughs> yeah, man, because I and you know I always tell him like when I talk to him, I'm like, bro, you need to do some more spin moves. I don't care what you gotta do, <laughs> bro, but like do some more spin moves, man. He's like, he's like, oh, okay, I got you, I got you, but. Man, I think that Cam, this is Cam's time, man. This is Cam's time to have a breakout game and really show what he he can do. He's a premier defensive end in the NFL, and I think that now is his time to show it. We know the stuff that he's talked about Brady in the past, Mm -hmm. and it's time for him to show it, man. It's time for him to show it and put it out there because when Cam is playing good, the whole defense is playing good. Yeah, I agree. And if Cam plays good, then I'm telling you, man. Rankins, Anya Mata, those guys are gonna have a, a really good game, and we've all seen that when you put that pressure on Tom Brady, he makes mistakes. He gets, he you know, he gets agitated. He gets pissed off, and then he starts doing some crazy things. Then he's yelling at his his teammates. He's yelling <laughs> at his coach. He's throwing his helmet down on the sideline, in frustration. So again, that's what you want to do. To the bucks who are coming to new orleans in the superdome you want to mm. frustrate them so i think cam jordan man i think cam jordan's probably going to be one of my unsung heroes in this game and i think that he goes off this game
0: i agree i agree that he could have a big game you know somebody who we haven't talked about pretty much all season i think he flies under the radar because he's not making many mistakes he had the one mistake in the green bay game in week three and since then i can't really name a big mistake he's had but pj williams And he almost caused a fumble last week, which I thought it was a fumble. I thought Montgomery turned and made a football move because he pivoted when he caught that ball. And then P.J. Williams hit him pop and forced that fumble. I think P.J. Williams could uh, end up being our dime guy in this game. I think you're going to see him in some snaps because he's a little bit bit better in coverage and a little bit quicker than Swearinger. And I know Swearinger comes in for dime for us sometimes. But I think you could see P.J. on the field a couple times, especially when we're going to blitz Chauncey. It'd be good to have P.J. as the guy that's going to roll back and help, you know, cover a guy there. So uh, P.J. could be a guy. I think that could have a big game. And the last thing I want to talk about, and then we're going to go and we're going to preview this game and we're going to preview the uh, the other NFC champion or the NF- NFC divisional game. Mm-hmm. Um, Who's. Actually, how do I want to phrase this question? Because I want to be polite. You know, I got I got to stay P.G. I'm about to talk about Andres Pete and Cesar Ruiz, so you, you can I'm, I'm having trouble finding the words. Oh um, which one of them is gonna make you scream less at your television on Sunday? That's my question.
1: Oh my
0: God. <laughs> because I'll tell you this, in the second half of the Chicago game and and let's yeah, they played well, especially Pete. I thought Pete was awesome in the second half. We cannot allow Tampa Bay to pressure Breeze early. I don't know if you saw it last week. Drew looked jittery as all hell. Like Drew did not look comfortable yesterday or last uh, in that football game on Sunday versus the Bears. He looked uncomfortable.
1: No, he so, definitely he definitely did. Um, and and, and then it, it comes back to again, they have to play better on on the offensive line. And I think that the number one thing is that the Saints need to start out better going mm-hmm. into this. You start off like you did against the Bears. This game is gonna be is gonna be done.
0: Okay, so you gotta answer the question. Which one's gonna make you? I which
1: think, one? Yeah. Oh man, I'm gonna go. I, I'll go with the experience. Mm-hmm. I'll go with the experience, and I'll say, um, I'll say, well, what was the question? Who is uh, who's, it?
0: who No, who's gonna make you scream at your TV more? So you're thinking Ruiz?
1: Yeah, I think Ruiz. I'm gonna go with the experience with Pete. Uh, I'll go Ruiz because obviously he's a, he's a rookie and he has been, you know, having some shaky moments here and there. Does mm-hmm. get plugged into the lineup, the starting lineup. So yeah. I'll definitely, I'll go Ruiz. I'll keep it short and I'll go Ruiz.
0: Okay. Um, I'm hoping that we're both wrong. You know what I mean? Because I also thought Ruiz. <laughs> right. But uh, Ruiz has actually had trouble with guys that are fast. You know what I mean? Like guys that have really good feet that are really technical. He's had trouble with. Guys that try to bull him over and just power him, he's done really well with. So I'm really hoping that they put in and Sue, you know, opposite Ruiz, and Ruiz has an opportunity to stay up with Sue because Sue's a hundred years old. I think young Ruiz, who's a big boy, can hold his own with with Sue trying to bull rush him. So uh, I'm really hoping, I'm really hoping the kid has the best game of his career and, uh, and, and keeps Drew nice and comfortable. So let's jump into this. I want you to give me a score prediction and then give me your MVP. This game, you're gonna go back. You're gonna to talk to your boys. You're gonna do sports overtime. You and Chris are gonna be sitting there. going to be like, "Yo, I can't believe Blank did this." Who is gonna be your MVP? And what's the score prediction for the game?
1: Uh, the score prediction I'm going with is Saints twenty-eight, Bucks twenty-four. I think it's gonna be a closer game than okay. a lot of people expect it to be. Obviously, it's a playoff, so it, you know a lot of playoff games are a lot more closer. Mm-hmm. They are familiar with each other. They've played each other twice. So I'll go Saints twenty-eight. Uh, Bucks twenty four, and I think that the Saints have a lot riding on the line. I think the Bucks are kind of this copy and paste team where they just put everything together. I feel as though, you know, the Bucks are going to look back at their season and say, "Damn, we put this team together on on a whim and we made it to the divisional round." So I think their motivation next year will be okay. We're going to go to the Super Bowl. Plus, mm. you have to look at it from this perspective. Um, You know, the team that's hosting the Super Bowl usually doesn't go. Mm -hmm. And Tampa is hosting the Super Bowl this year. Yeah, it's It's, never happened
0: before. It's never happened.
1: It's never happened. Mm -hmm. So I think that it's going to be Saints 28, Bucks 24. And my MVP of the game is the guy who I talked about earlier, man, Deontay Harris. I think Deontay Harris, again, is going to have a kick return for a touchdown. And he's going to have like six to eight catches for, you know, 80 yards and maybe a score this this time. If Taysom Hill would have got that ball to him earlier, he mm-hmm. would have had a touchdown last week. So yeah. I think that when you look at the Saints and you look at schematically what they want to do, they're going to look at that footage of what Tyree Kale did against the Chiefs. And they're going to look at it and say, OK, well, let's put Deontay Harris in those same situations for him to be successful and us to open up our offense even more. So I'm going to go Deontay Harris.
0: OK. Um Mine's really quick. I got the Saints 31-26. How did I get 26? I feel like the Saints are going to be up 31-20. Tampa's going to score a garbage touchdown, go for two, not get it. They're going to kick the outside kick. We get the ball, and we're going to take a knee on it, and everybody's going to be celebrating. It's going to be a great moment for Drew um, to go 6-2 versus Tom Brady head-to-head. And uh, my player of the game is going to be Janoris Jenkins. I have a feeling, I don't know why, he just reminds me like a mike mckenzie asante samuel type you know what i mean like a guy that can just get his hands on the football in a big game and uh i think he's gonna have a couple deflections maybe two picks but i got him at least with one and i think he's gonna shine i think this is a game this is why we brought him in this is why we paid him that money even though we're on the hook when we got him you know what i mean he's the opposite of eli apple he's a guy that doesn't have confidence issues and uh I I think he's going to be the player of the game. I know our offense is going to score points. 31 is enough, you know, but I think that he's going to be a guy that's going to make some big plays down the stretch and keep Tampa Bay out of the end zone. Um, Going over to that Rams game, and I don't want to talk too long about this, but, like, what are your thoughts of the Rams and the uh, Packers game? How do you think that's going to, to kind of pan out?
1: Man, to be honest with you, I feel like the Rams have what it takes to beat them. I really do. I feel like the Rams have what it takes. When you look at the the matchup, I know Rodgers likes to get the ball out quickly. But, man, Aaron Donald seems that he's going to play. Aaron Donald
0: is – He's playing. He said said today he's playing like literally an hour ago. And I don't mean to cut you off real quick because I do want to hear what you have to say. But uh, when you're talking about Aaron Rodgers getting the ball out quickly, did you see that interception? It was the best interception I've seen all year in the Seattle game last week. Mm -hmm. The rookie, Darius uh, Darius Williams. Mm -hmm. Like that? if aaron Rodgers tries any of this bubble screen time like they've showed that that secondary is quick to jump the ball yeah. so i i, I, mean, I
1: don't d-line, man that d-line gets pressure that d-line gets pressure with uh, leonard floyd with uh with fox donald. they got fox
0: yeah. they got donald yeah they got Brockers. yeah they, they, Rock, they Rockers, yeah so
1: like man they have what it takes and if you look at that defense man uh, the one thing that teams we're struggling this year against the Packers and doing is stopping Devontae Adams. Mm -hmm. You got pretty much the number one cornerback in the NFL, in my opinion, in Jalen Ramsey going against Devontae Adams. I mean, just get your popcorn ready for that matchup. But if the Rams can contain Devontae Adams and that D line can get to Rodgers, it's going to be a long day. I don't care if they're playing in green Bay or in Los Angeles, whatever the case may be. They are going to have a long day in at Lambeau Field. And and the Packers, I think, when they see Aaron Donald coming at them or um, you see Ramsey locking up Adams and then it's like, okay, who do I go to? Scantling? Am I going to go to Lazard? Am I going to go to uh, Ryan Tanyan? Um, I don't know, man. I just feel like the Rams have what it takes. And if you look at their coach, he knows how to scheme up that offense mm-hmm. against that defense. And the Packers' defense, yes, they are better at stopping the pass than the run. But, man, when you got guys out there like Robert Woods and Reynolds and you have Cooper Cup, I think that, again, man, they have what it takes to win this game. And I'm actually going going to go out on a limb if I was going to make a prediction, Ryan. And I'm going to say that uh, the Rams win this game, man, in a 31-28 to 28.
0: I swear to God, it's like you read my article. I wrote an article of my predictions. I said, like you, I was like, like I wish you, I wish I was on a on film, so you could actually see how that just went for me. Because you're like talking, I'm like bobbing my head, like you know when your wife is yelling at you for something, you just kind of bobbing, like don't say nothing, don't right. say nothing. Like I was just bobbing my head, like yeah, 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 like I I got nothing to add. I think that that's the exact same thing. And the and the, the thing with the Packers is they haven't beat anybody all year. Like, you could say the same thing about us. We haven't beat anybody all year. Well, we beat Tampa Bay twice. And the second time was a, was a stomping. So, And we beat Chicago in the playoffs. So, like, we have a couple of wins under our belt. And Atlanta is always tough for us because it's a divisional game. But, like, the Packers really, their division wasn't tough. And they lost to Minnesota. And they got beat up by Tampa Bay. So, they they've been susceptible to, like, these losses where you're kind of shaking your head going... How did that happen? How did it happen? Was either Devonte Adams didn't play or he didn't play well? Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? And you, and you talked about it if Jalen Ramsey has the ability to really, you know pump, you know a, a lot of, I don't want to say gibberish into Devonte Adams ear and Devonte Adams starts trying too hard and, and the things don't go their way, I don't think the peripheral guys are good enough to beat that secondary for the Rams. I don't think uh, MVS and Lazard are talented enough. I don't think that those guys have enough skills. MVS has shown he can drop balls all the time, right? We talked about that previously. So um, I I think Robert Tanya's is going to be the key for Green Bay, him and Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams. And I think Green Bay is not going to try and pass the ball. I think Green Bay is going to try and run it. But the fact that Green Bay doesn't have Bakhtiari, the best left tackle in the, football. And that's,
1: and that's the biggest thing yeah, right there. Yeah, Especially so. when you got that D-line coming in, like, man – that's, that's a huge loss. It's huge. I agree. Again, when you look at Donald and look at the line, man, I think that they definitely get to Rodgers and make it frustrate him. And when Rodgers gets frustrated, man, it's to the point where it's like, damn, he's frustrated plus you take away Devontae Adams. I mean, mm. that's, a, that's a winning equation for the, for the Rams
0: yeah, well, and for reference, here you go. Jared Goff, last time he played the Rams, or sorry, last time he played the Packers two years ago in Green Bay, the the Rams ended up winning 30, or 29-27. Jared Goff was 19 for 34, 295 yards, three touchdowns, no picks, and they had a 100-yard rusher in Todd Gurley. So the Green Bay the Green Bay team is obviously different from that time, but there's some history there. Where where the Rams have gone into Green Bay and won a game recently, so Sean McVay, Jared Goff, that's familiar territory for them. They're not walking into this star-studded, you know, booming, loud Lambo Lambo field. They're walking into a quiet. The weather is going to be fantastic. It's going to be two degrees, like it's going to be. You know what I mean? Like it's uh, two degrees Celsius. Sorry for y'all. It's what is that? It's uh for that's like 30, 38 degrees for you guys. You know what I mean? So yeah, so definitely. So it's gonna be it's gonna be an interesting game. Anyways, my man, if the Saints play the Rams in the in the NFC Championship, you and I are gonna to have to virtually like pop on the hookah and you know what I mean just like <laughs> smile and laugh it off because it's gonna be that's gonna be nerves for real, man. I no, could never. No, Listen
1: to me, man. If the, Saints, if the Saints play the Rams next week in the Superdome, we are busting that ass. I promise. You. There nothing. There is nothing to panic about. I'm telling you. Like, this is my thoughts. And this is what's kind of like gets me excited about this weekend. When you have the Rams playing the Packers on Saturday, let's Mm -hmm. say the Rams do win that game, Mm -hmm. you don't think that's going to motivate the Saints even more to get this win on Sunday? Yeah. Because they know that. They get the host. We didn't didn't lock up the first seed, but it's kind of like we really did lock up the first seed because the Packers are out now. We got our three home games. And now we're getting the Rams, the team that cheated us out of going to the Super Bowl last time. Mm-hmm. I don't think in no way, shape, or form the Saints lose that game until we get to play the Rams.
0: Man, you just got me all excited. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: all right, my man. Well, uh, I didn't know. Sorry, I got to ask you. Uh, who you got in the AFC? Just winners. Who you got? You got KC or you got Cleveland?
1: Man, the Cleveland-KC game. I think it's going to be a little closer than anybody expected, but yeah. I am still going to go KC. Okay. And in the Buffalo game, man, I I, I really want to see – it's kind of crazy. Like, that's the toss-up game for me, mm-hmm. the Ravens mm-hmm. at Bills. I want to see Lamar Jackson versus Mahomes again, but I also want to see Buffalo, man. They've, they haven't gone in so long, and they yeah. really have a good team. And I and I think that Buffalo can beat Kansas City if they play So do I. City yeah, yeah, so do I. So I'm gonna go Buffalo. I'll go Buffalo, and I'll go. Um, I'll go Chiefs.
0: Yeah. So that, you know, and then we get a we get a redemption tour. Drew gets to beat the Chicago Bears, who beat us in 06. Drew gets to beat Tom Brady, whoever he wants to compare him with, and not give him his dues. And then Drew gets to beat Aaron Rodgers or redemption against the Rams. And then we get to play the future of the NFL and Patrick Mahomes and avenge that three point loss that we had in week 15 this is awesome man i i hope it all transpires the way we kind of picture it out because it's like oh, yeah, a disney it's like and a disney right, movie
1: and you're and you're right because if you look at it you you'll have breeze and and a lot of people can't talk nothing can't say anything bad about breeze because if if this goes how we just said it would go breeze would have beaten to win his first super bowl he would have beaten uh baton manning Barr, yeah Brett Barr, kurt, warner. Brett manning, kurt warner Tom kurt warner brady uh tom brady Potentially Aaron Rodgers. Kurt Warner. And Kurt Warner. And mm-hmm. you have Mahomes in the Super Bowl. Come
0: mm-hmm. on. Yeah. Yeah, that would that would just be too much fire. So let's let's hope it keeps on going. Um, if that's the case, I might pop on here again with you, and we can we can just wrap it up. That'd be awesome. It's always good talking with you. You want to plug? Uh, you want to plug what you're doing so the people can okay, hear?
1: Definitely, man. So all everybody that's going to listen to this definitely follow us on Apple and Spotify. Uh, Sports Overtime with me and Chris glue. If you uh, on Apple and Spotify, you'll see the logo. delete. Um, that's our that's our new logo. So definitely subscribe, uh, download that. Our podcast always drops on Wednesday morning. So today's Wednesday. So let <laughs> bucks preview dropped today. So make sure you go listen to that. And uh, if you want to follow me, follow me on Twitter at Nader, N-A-D-E-R 723. And you also can follow um, my partner, Chris Rosviglue at Ros, Rosviglue Report. And uh, I follow our Sports Overtime page as well, man, Sports Overtime sports underscore overtime
0: one yeah you got to show support these guys are killing it out there um we aspire to be kind of like you man that's what me and jade are out there doing so oh, man. man it's I it's a it, yeah man we appreciate you having you on taking the time out here and uh let's 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 beat the shit out of these bucks you know what i mean i don't like to curse too much it. on this but but let's beat the shit out of these bucks <laughs> let's
1: do it, baby. all right
0: my man you take you take care of yourself and who that.
1: who that?